Gentlemen, I've got a question to ask you guys. Okay. Luckily, we do a podcast, and I can ask you guys questions. I have yes. my listening ears on. Okay. So, um, this is, it's not really a personal question. It feels kind of personal. Okay. Like a little TMI, but it's not really, because mm. this is a thing that all cyclists uh, deal with. When should I shave my legs? Hmm. And let me preface that by it. I've shaved my legs for the past three years. Uh, yeah. When I retired, I quit shaving them. Okay. And they're pretty much back to regular non-bike riding hair status. Yes. But I've started to ride my bike a little more, and I'm eager on eager to get a bit more in shape and at least maybe ride three times a week. Okay. So does that mean should I? I might not be racing, but should I shave my legs? You you want me to answer that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is the criteria that I use. Okay. Are you riding around still in uh, full knee warmers and like winter gear? Are you wearing just bike shorts with with no knee warmers, like full on just summer? Well, shorts? this weekend because it was so beautiful in New Orleans, it was the first time I rode with just regular. Uh, bibs and jersey. Yep. That was it. So you need to shave your legs. Okay, that's, Matt. That's the criteria that I that I use. Uh, I'm a I'm a little bit more. Uh, I take more of a Sagan approach to okay. this. Uh, that I'm not doing anything particularly serious yet. So until I am, then I'm gonna. So Sagan, this is like you know, there's like leg warmer races. Yeah. There's for Sagan, you know, at this time of year, it's like unshaved leg races, right? He's not. He's not really quite. You know, yeah, he might want to do well at arm loop or something, but he's not, it's not really a target. So he's going to wait till maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, E3 or something to, to shave his legs. To reveal the guns. Yes. To bust the, out the guns. To bust out the guns in their glory. There's one problem with your analogy there, though. Yeah. In, in the one story, you're talking about Peter Sagan, and then the other, <laughs> the other question relates to Michael Bodeheimer. <laughs> None of us here are doing anything that really means that we but, need to be shaved. Okay, our but but to step back to I think I am the Peter Sagan of this room. Wow. I eat this podcast. Damn. That's a bold statement. Sounds... And, and and that's not saying I'm a three time world champion. I'm saying that I'm my physique, you know, maybe maybe my uh <laughs> my my power profile yeah, maybe your, fits Yeah, your style. Yeah. Yeah. Also uh-huh. my wicked long hair. <laughs> my cool oven commercials you mean the long hair on the front bottom part of your face yes and my legs yeah okay um, so here's a question then okay. as, a, as a more um you know a gentleman who uh is uh you know sporting quite a bit of manrino yeah uh, unlike myself do you have a point on the leg where you stop shaving i do yeah i have hair shorts wookie shorts yeah oh, i nice. mean if if I were just to shave the entire leg, leg, well, then I might as well just shave my entire body because yeah. there is no place where it stops. Mm. Yeah, um, and yeah. So we saw a nice, uh, we saw a nice hairline uh, hair short at uh, Mardi Cross this uh, this weekend. We didn't certainly we? did. I lined up next to that guy, and uh, he he beat us all on the crazy cross. He did. He finished first and was top a, step of the podium. A fun time. So uh, before uh, we, we we get too far, let's uh, let's kick this uh, let's get this potty started. All 
right, gentlemen. Well, welcome to episode 38 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey there, guys. This is the T-Bone. And this is Echerio. We have got a pretty jam-packed show today. I feel like we were off last week. I yep. don't feel like. We, I know that we were off last week, but I feel like we're itching to talk bikes. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff's been happening. Racing, uh, riding, club riding, uh, some some big news in the pro field. So, uh what had you guys been up to? Well, let me tell you, I think the biggest news in this room right now is the serious work that our good buddy Sertirio has been putting in. So let's start with that, man. Matt, tell us about it. You've been on the Thomas Gibbons training program for the last, what, week and a half, two weeks? Two weeks now. Uh, yep. I started two weeks ago with uh, Thomas Gibbons, who uh, some of you may remember from uh, episode... Uh, 32? 32 32 sounds about 32 right. 32 sounds good. Yeah. yeah, episode 32. We had a great interview with him, and uh, he uh, is now... Um, he has a coaching business with uh, him and a partner called Automatic Endurance. So uh, I think I told you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that I'd uh, signed up for that. And uh, it's been going great so far. Has um, the uh, has the endurance been automatic for you? Well, <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm uh, automatically uh, good, but uh, it's uh, certainly been seeing some uh, some improvements. Because that, that sort of, of implies maybe the the automatic nature of it sort of implies maybe some sort of a magic pill that's involved in this. Yeah. Right? And what's the secret? I think the secret is that you just do what he sends you. Yeah. And then, and then you will get better. Yeah, you shared some of those workouts, and I said that the his his uh, workout notes looked like a ma- a word problem in math class. Right. Yeah. Some it's, of the some of the directions are very uh, sort of deep, convoluted, a little bit ex- you know very very well described, but describing yeah some actions on a bicycle that are that are a little crazy. Well, I think what um, what he did early on was he gave me a very detailed description of what he wanted me to do when he's saying, when I say this thing, you know, I'm not going to give away too many of his uh, of his secrets <laughs> because uh, you gotta he's got a business. You got to pay for that. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's no, no free coaching here. Right. So, um, but I will say oh, that we'll give you free coaching. He gave me some very, very detailed descriptions of some of the things that he wants me to do. And he has a specific way of doing them. And so... Uh, yeah, I uh, learned a new, th- a few new things, um, and it's been going good. It's been, uh, it's been pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie; I've been pretty damn worn out. Um, you know, certainly getting to sleep at night, no problem. Well, That's I tell good. you, I've got to say, Matt, you've shared some of your training peaks numbers uh, with us, just kind of in passing. Just kind of, hey, look at this workout; almost killed me, and it's been impressive. I mean, just going by the numbers, you're putting some putting some big numbers up already and uh if that's going to keep happening and those numbers are going to keep going up you're going to be in great shape uh come uh the four-man team time trial this year (laughs) that's right you know because i'm going to need all that sprint power for uh for that tt no uh yeah it's um you know i'm planning on doing some other stuff but i i don't know what yet I'm still a little bit up in the air about what I'm going to do early season. I just want to kind of, right now, I want to see how I'm going, and then maybe I'll jump in some stuff a little bit later on. But, yeah, yeah my targets that I put out for road were individual TT and four-man TT, and uh, and then, you know, being strong for cross later on in the season. Well, but, that's great. So, but, yeah, speaking of, um, uh, you know, almost killing myself with regards to that, 
So on Saturday, I did a bunch of, um, most of the stuff, in fact, pretty much all the training sessions I've done. Although I will say what's great about doing this program with him is he'll mix in road work. He's like, hey, yeah, go out on the club ride and smash yourself on that. Try and stay at the front, try and work really hard. That's a great part of your program. So, you know, don't drop that for something else. So he heard me when I implored him to get you riding your bike outside, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, he's all for that. So he's all for, hey. I just got to say, bring it, <laughs> Sir Cheerio. I'm excited for you to come to the front of the club ride and make it hard. Because, <laughs> yeah, I tried to make it hard this week and, and got dropped. Um, but go ahead. Let's yeah. See. So, uh, yes, I do plan on doing that as much as possible. I don't always get a chance. And I didn't get a chance to do that this Saturday because my wife had something that she really wanted to do. So uh, he gave me, I was like, I can ride later on in the day. So he gave me outside sprint work, which I don't know about you guys. I know, Bodhi, you've done a lot of intervals outside yes, on the road. Yes, only outside. Here's the thing. Okay, so I had some like very short sprint burst stuff to do. Yeah. which was easy enough to do on the lakefront. You know, it's basically a few seconds on, nothing at all. A few seconds on again, nothing at all. It's easy enough yeah. to do that on. But then I had four by 30 second, and it was like, preferably do these uphill, and these are like mm. 30 second efforts. Always a tough ask in New Orleans. Yeah. Always a tough ask in New Orleans. I did, while I was out there, I was deliberating, where am I going to do it? And I was like, you know what? Physically, the best place is the bridges onto Hain, Oof. there and back. Well, in the afternoon. Yes, and that was my downfall. Yeah, uh, it's never a it fun was, spot. Yeah, I'm sure my heart rate was uh, even higher than normal uh, just because I was fearing for my life on those uh, on those bridge climbs. And also just on Hain itself, it was heinous. Uh, yeah, we've said I got before. buzzed a few times. It's and maybe it's like a. I feel like this might be a topic for a more serious podcast one day. But I got buzzed twice on the way to the club ride early in the morning with cars unnecessarily buzzing me when there's two lanes in the same direction. Yeah. And just you just there's no excuse for it at all. The disregard for our life as cyclists, I just don't understand how, why people want to put that want to apply that sort of risk and and it's like I'm. I hate saying this, but I feel like that's going to be my demise. Yeah, well, let's not go there. But okay. let's right. okay. But so it got me thinking: is, Bummer, Bodie. Do any do any of our listeners out there have any suggestions for good places to do stuff like that? I mean, it's hard for us. There are good spots, but you have to either drive a while, like the levee. Um, <clears throat> So the levee, well, obviously the river levee is a good spot to do workouts. Right. Um, if, but if I want something with a bit of an incline. Oh, there's, there really is nowhere in this area. I mean, you can do the Huey P. Right. Kind of. It has a shoulder that's full of glass. and. Uh, yeah, I rode that this morning with, uh, with Aaron, and, um, and it was treacherous. Yeah. And yeah. today's a holiday, <clears throat> federal holiday. Yeah. So basically, you just got to go into the headwind. I think that's what we have to do here in Flatlands of Louisiana is we're looking for that sort of... That kind of makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. hey, guys, if anybody out there that's listening has some ideas about great places to train that are safe and uninterrupted and provide opportunities to do uh, good interval work and preferably with a little bit of an incline. Yeah. Maybe drop there's us, a nice long an email and let us parking know. garage ramp somewhere or something, you know. Yeah. Let us know. So, yeah, that was me. Um, 
I did kind of tweak my knee a little bit, and uh, so I'm a little bit. I think just because my uh, I'm not used to doing out of the saddle in the drops, hard low cadence sprint efforts, and I think I'm just kind of. Yeah, I think you gotta really gotta bit. build up to that kind of stuff. You're yeah. probably gonna be a little sore, and um, I I I was a little sore from riding on Saturday, um, into the headwind and doing just a good good uh, you know eighty ninety cadence and just. My knees were not used to that. Yeah, so. guys, people don't care. Cycling hurts. Get over it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good point. Okay. Well, but on that point as well, this Friday, I have a fit appointment with uh, Robert Driscoll at Bayou Bicycles. So kind of oh. looking forward to seeing what that comes up with. Yeah. Now that is good stuff. So, yeah, I, you know, pretty pleased with some of those um, results I've had. I got my, uh, I did get my second best 30 second uh, on that last 30 second sprint of the day. That may have been because I was being chased by a car and uh, yeah. was completely terrified. But uh, yeah, numbers were, were pretty good. My, well, I put up some huge numbers this weekend too, but unfortunately they were all heart rate numbers, not power numbers. Uh, and I think it was due more to my lack of fitness than my, than my fitness. Uh, although, you know, I suppose putting up high heart rate numbers over a long period of time does at least mean that my heart works well. So... That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling feeling good, especially since I just uh, clocked the big five zero, and uh, it's nice to know that the uh, nice to know that the pipes still work. Yeah. Well, speaking of numbers, we uh, were chatting about some pretty astronomical numbers that we saw on Instagram. A Mr. Wout Van Art, yeah. who friend of the podcast, actually, I think we're calling him now, right? <laughs> I think so. Via yeah, Stephen Hyde well, and the Pensacola Cyclocross. Well, connection. check this out. That connection gets any closer, and we'll talk about this later. But friends of Stephen Hyde, hmm. Jason, Eric, and Nick's stayed at my house this weekend. So basically, Wout, and roommate. I fed them an egg rice dish. So I feel like, yeah, Wout is Wout is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, so friend of the podcast, Wout Van Art. Was out doing some training rides. Cyclocross, world champion. Yes. Three time. Yes. Was doing some training and shared his numbers for the day on Instagram. Yeah. And they were pretty insane. And the one number that baffled us right. was the 1300 TSS score. 1366, I think it was. For like a five hour and 17 ride. And we busted our little calculators <laughs> yeah. and we threw some functions back and forth at each other and tried to, and we couldn't figure out how we got that math. I think it's impossible in a five hour ride to do that. I think that must have been a running count for his weekly TSS, is my mm. guess. If you look down at the bottom, um, there's a, a, a a button that says week w-e-e-k now it's all in 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 dutch so i don't know that week translates into week in english but yeah i mean there's no way you get 1300 tss in a five-hour ride so now if i had done that ride and put out those kind of numbers i might have had a 1300 tss because his power numbers are so much higher than my power numbers if i was able to somehow magically put out those kind of power numbers for five hours right for me my intensity factor would have been so high uh, because i was putting out so much a higher percentage than my threshold power for a long period of time that my tss could have been infinity for a ride like that but for a guy like him your TSS is based on your threshold power numbers, and there's really no way that you can outdo yourself 
for right. that period of time. So uh, Frito Casey would like to uh, draw us some uh, diagrams and uh, some, some mathematical explanations of that. That yes, would be great. we should forward that, those photos to our technical advisor, Rito Casey, uh, and get him to um, dissect those numbers and let us know what the fuck was going on with that. Yeah. Well, one of our listeners, uh, Darnell Walton, uh, Jelly, um, Jelly Walton, he sent me a message saying that maybe Wout's uh, Wahoo was set to like a 250 or a 200 uh, FTP, mm. which it comes set up that way that's that's um, possible so maybe maybe wout got a new head unit and his swanier did not enter in the the you know right that's, remove it from the factory <clears throat> setting yeah that's possible because he did it was showing an intensity factor of 1.6 which is an astronomically high intensity factor right and if you put if you were to factor that intensity factor over a five hour ride then you do get into the realm of some corrupt but possibly mathematically accurate numbers well, there. Well, he is the three-time world champion, so anything's possible. Yes. Wow. No. Wout's love got to do with it? Uh, damn it. No. What? I don't, what? I don't know. Uh, I was trying to make a joke there. Um, right. I don't know. So Wout's out training yeah. because he's going to be racing some road. On Saturday, is it this this Saturday? This Saturday is on road loop. season has started. Yeah, the classic Doo-doo-doo. season. Mm-hmm. All right, real, real road, road season started a while no, ago. Okay, but this right, is the right. real well, road season is starting. The real this road weekend. season. Yeah. So the training camps are almost done. Um, yeah. The sunny training camps, people getting the club rides going on, but now we're getting to the real meat of the season. Yep. Um, Time to put the knee warmers back on and yeah. some so gloves. Leave and the Middle East. Come back ride to in France rainy and Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Put the put the knee warmers on. Don't. Hit. I mean, what happens if you shave for the desert races and then you're back in Belgium? Then you definitely need your knee warmers on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we're skipping ahead here because mm. we wanted to wrap up the cross season because yes. cross is dead. It's uh, dead to me. But me ooh, I'm ow. over. I'm over right. cross. I'm excited for road. Okay. Um. So, so what? what so MVDP won the Super Prestige Series, right? He yeah. So, so the World Championships, he shits the bed, gets yeah. third. Next week, boom, he's out there winning races again, like nothing happened. Yeah, pretty much. So he, uh, I think, I think Amanda Nauman on Twitter said, the only barrier that Wout is better than Vanderpool is at the mental barrier. Hmm. Which was yeah. a good tweet. Very, um, <clears throat> very probably, yeah, the big show. So the, my question to you guys, would I think you... I think we beat her to that on our last episode of the podcast yeah. where we talked about exactly that, that Wout, well, Wout has that the mental game. Maybe that came out a while ago. But Wout is just a world championship specialist. There's he's just, that. He's just, that's what he specializes in. There was like that one guy we talked about in the podcast who was a prologue specialist. Yeah. Um, so, but here, here's my question to you guys. Would you rather win 30 races in a season or win the world championship. So, uh, you, meaning, would we rather be Matthew Vanderpool or Walt Van Aert? Yes, I would rather be Matthew Vanderpool if I were going to have to be one of those two guys, um, just because of the way he races cross. World championship, be damned. Um, so, but so you you want to go for the full season? You want to get? You want to have all the wins? Let's just say, if I had entered thirty six races, 
this cyclocross season against the best cyclocross racers in the entire world and i won 30 of them yeah and didn't finish any worse than fourth all season long i'd feel pretty fucking good about myself that's an astonishing achievement really isn't it uh yeah i mean it does suck that he for him that he didn't win the world championship but i gotta go with he's just phenomenal wait so what are you picking i'm picking Okay. Yeah. yeah. He You're also, picking the wins. He also got. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not just picking it because of the wins. The record, I think, speaks for itself and is, is pretty awesome. But I'm also picking it because he got way more big air on the flyovers than Wout did. Well, yeah. I, I'm I'm all in on the world championship over 30 wins all the time because it's all about that ring. It's all about those rings, those jerseys you collect. <laughs> Make I mean, it sound like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so you're, is. you're a Tom Brady homer. You mean the bands? No. Yeah, well, there are rings. You'd rather there be Tom, rings around your arm. You'd rather be Tom Brady than do Drew Brees. No, not at all. Well, now I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I don't ever want to be Tom Brady. I don't even like this analogy anyway. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, it's like you get the belt. Like, how many belts do you have? And Wout has three. Yeah. And Vanderpool only has one. Right. And we, we compare Wout to... Sven Nice and you know, but now in, in that in this situation, Sven uh, Vanderpool is more like Sven Nice in that he's more consistent throughout the season, wins almost all the races. Right, but unlucky at Worlds. Unlucky at Worlds. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he was obviously not quite on form. He just didn't seem like he had any power. Did he was he? on so. form the week before. He was on form the week after. I know, I, I mean, know. But then that happened earlier on in the season too, as, as well. At uh, so yeah, right. More. So, so uh, Zdenek Stybar has more world, as many world championships as uh, Sven, right? Uh, he has more. More, he has excuse more. me, more three. world championships than, yes. than Sven. Yeah. Uh, Sven, obviously, as we we're just discussing, one of the most prolific and famous cyclocross racers ever. You know, how many cyclocross expressions does Zdenek Stebar have named after him? Whereas Sven has the Sven Lap, Sven Ness, um, you know, right. multiple hashtags uh, that, that all use the word Sven in them. I would rather be Sven. Just Stevie it? Get Stevie? <laughs> Just Stebar it? I got Stebards when you uh, fall and break your teeth. Yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, how? but also, Stebar also has a podium and a monument, right? Uh, yeah. And three Sacros World Championships. And he's won Strada Bianchi. And so, you know, he's had success on the road. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's a different thing, though. Yeah. So, but in, in the, you know, the pantheon of cyclocross, I think Sven is still higher. My, my daughter has a framed picture of Sven Nice on her wall and she is a 13 year old girl i rest my case okay yep. i don't know well someone's daughter when they turn 13 might have a wout poster on their wall that's um, true but let's we've beat this uh horse um a couple of things i think also sonic Kant won the super prestige series yeah um big news on the u.s side is that ellen noble is going to be racing for trek factory racing next year that's right on the xc team that's right that's the only thing i don't like about that announcement is that you know she's going to be one of the presumably at least she's going to be one of the late additions to the cyclocross calendar she's going to be that she's going to be that hated 
uh, rider that, that comes in that, you know, Sonic Hunt was kind of taking a dig at, you know, that doesn't race the full season, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know that We for don't know sure, yet. We'll it, see how our mm, schedule goes. Um, sounds like she's talking about doing a full mountain bike series. Well, I mean, if Can that's where the money's at, then I, I applaud her. Uh, for chasing Look, I'm that. taking taking nothing away from her. Congrats, yeah, yeah. congratulations no, just, to her. She obviously made the decision. She didn't make it because she gave a shit about what Townsend Myers thought about it. No, no, no. no but so, this is I our mean, podcast. Go so for we, it. You know. Yeah. I just I'm 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 sad to see, especially given everything that she's done for uh, women's and and girls cross. You know, with her with her um, training camps. I think and she's still going to be around. I think she's still I doing hope she is. her I training hope she is. camp. I think it's just going to be a little more XC focused in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of racers, at least on the women's side, have been able to be successful at both. And, you know, that's when uh, it gets real. The business end comes in, you know, yeah. January in Europe. So and look, Trek gives her a huge platform to do the sorts of things that she wants to do. And, and right. so maybe the, maybe the girls cyclocross camp gets even bigger with trek support you know that'd be great see what maybe i should get a trek mountain bike <laughs> we don't really have any mountains to ride around here but not really but kind of feeling feeling a little bit of the trek love you know mm, well provide us with a lot of uh cyclocross during the year to watch uh support some really strong women <clears throat> um you know have put on an amazing race uh so yeah one day maybe i'll do that all right. I uh, actually saw today that uh, Ellen Noble was out uh, on her mountain bike with uh, local, uh, well, previously local uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Matt, Matt Urschel. Urschel. Yeah, yeah, saw that too. Very nice. So we want to get back and leave Cross and go back to uh, Wout Van Aert's uh, Classics campaign and the, and the dawn of yeah, the I mean, real road season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's season. a good segue uh, that, you mm. know, <clears throat> three-time world champion, uh, Wout Van Aert is going to be racing road this season and looks like he's taking on a pretty busy classic schedule yeah. out of the gate. Yeah, it looks like so. His team have really uh, managed to... What's his road team? Is it different than his... Willems... Uh, Willems... Willems Kralin? No, it's uh, Veran- Willems Verandas. Willems Veranda, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you need a veranda for <laughs> your house, that's... All right. uh, <laughs> Oh my God, a veranda. Yes. Yeah, so they're really stepping it up. And it started with the announcement that he was going to be racing uh, Perry Roubaix. Yeah. That then expanded to uh, the Tour of Flanders. Yeah. And um, Strada Bianchi. Strada Bianchi. And now he's going to be doing Omloop. Yeah, Omloop and maybe Kern, Brussels Kern. I don't know. I think that, I think a lot of Pro Conti teams get to do that, don't they? So. Uh, yeah, we might see him in a full-on classic season. I mean, it's so, looking pretty pretty big. Let's be honest, though. Like, is he going to be a contender? You know, I have to say, i i couldn't I couldn't call it. I really just have no idea from from my from my heart in terms of what I'd love to see. Uh, even though it could be counterproductive for his continuing a career in cyclocross exclusively and that i would miss but i would love to see as a big fan of cross and a big fan of wout van Aert, i would love to see him being competitive at the front of some of these races i think it would be phenomenal and i'm pulling for him but yeah. i just don't know how to call it i mean he's certainly got he's certainly got the power yeah he well, knows how to ride a bike 
Yeah. Does he, does he have that endurance though for this? You know. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's what he's working on. I mean, shit. Yeah. He had a five five point seven hour ride at three hundred twenty five normalized power. Yeah, it's pretty think, good. Pretty good effort. I think he. I think he does. I mean, he's shown before. He showed last year and the year before that. You know, he's he's won the uh, what's their um, like farm road uh, race they have in Belgium in the summer. He's won that before, and I think he was like second or something in it last year. But that's year. in the summer, though. So that's I'm, in the summer, I'm so it's a little bit later. It's and he's, February. He's, done, he's yeah. coming off cross season. Obviously, he's tra- like he said on Instagram, "I wish I had more time to train." Um, right. Trying to get it done in the time I have. Yeah, so, he said time was his enemy. Yeah. And Stephen Hyde commented, "Time is your friend. You're gonna kill it, or something like that." <laughs> yeah. The Stephen bro- Hyde giving him that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just beautiful stuff, man. It might help. Guys. Yeah. Love those guys. I think it's Stephen Hyde to comment on my Instagrams. Maybe I'll freaking win something great. <laughs> but yeah. I, you know, I like just, this I, podcast. I have absolutely no ability to. Uh, give you any insight into that i don't know that anybody does i think he's gonna do well are you guys excited i'm super excited is yeah. vanderpool doing any classics or is he going straight into mountain bike i think he's going straight to mountain bike okay i haven't I heard anything about him planning to do any of the classics yeah. but you've got to think that at one day he's going to want to do tour of flanders which his father won uh back in the day uh, so you know maybe he's uh i think his dad might have won it twice i'm not sure uh but yeah so i think at some point he'll want to do those Maybe just not yet. Maybe still pretty early. He's still only twenty three, right? Yeah, he's got time. Yeah. Look, don't underestimate. Back to back to Wout, and the same would apply probably to Vanderpool. I mean, don't underestimate the the his abilities to handle a bike on mixed surfaces in some of these races. I Absolutely. Mean, you know, you see, look, crashes in bike races happen, and certainly Wout is not going to be immune from a, from a crash in you know tour of flanders just because he knows how to handle his bicycle but you know you do see people going down in those races because of you know issues with bike handling right and you know i mean he's he's got he's got that advantage over most of the folks that are going to be he's going to be racing against yeah absolutely and then okay so we okay we'd love to see wow do really well uh Last few weeks, you know, we've already had a few races out there, mostly in the nice sunshine and stuff. But looking at the classics coming up, um, I got to say, from his performance this week at the um, Volta Al Algarve, Michal Kwiatkowski is looking pretty damn phenomenal. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's Two, hard It's hard for me to keep track of all these early races. I don't... Two stage wins and the overall. Um, he actually... Going into the last day, he was second behind uh, Garrett Thomas, who'd won the time trial, smashed the time trial. Uh, but then a break formed on the last day, 30-man break, Kwiatkowski and Michal um, uh, uh, Golash got into it. And Golash basically like buried himself for Kwiatkowski. Stibar was in that group, went off the front, had a big gap, and... Uh, Looked like Stebar might get it in the end, but he just ran out of steam up the final hill, and Kwiatkowski just flew past him. Well, so he's two guys ass, there, that, no doubt. Yeah. So we're 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 stoked for Kawasaki. Yeah. Um, you know, someone that I'm happy for and excited to watch is a uh, 
maybe our first or second podcast crush. Oh, Mr. Nathan Haas. Mr. Nathan Haas won a mm-hmm. stage the Tour of Oman. Uh, I think. And the points jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't much follow that race. I think that didn't Van Evermet won a stage and. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan Haas did he had he had a really good performance in one of the spring classics last year I mean, he, uh, didn't he, win was, it, but he was up there at a few i, I, I kept calling his number and stuff right yeah. towards the Arden stuff he was doing i kept calling his wrong. number hoping he would uh pull through but i think maybe this year put your money on mr nathan haas yeah so yeah speaking and, of that guys i mean we haven't talked about this in a long long time but it's going to be time to bust out the fantasy cycling league here ooh, uh, yeah yep. really soon with oh actually Omloop yeah coming. it should be coming up should well, be coming up real soon and it's th- going to start from at milan san remo right oh is that right yeah it That's doesn't right. it doesn't include Omloop and kern brussels kern it starts with milan san remo okay. but we should get we need to get that together and we'll, uh, figure out some prizes and stuff for that. So, yes, we will have a Yeah, You Ride podcast, Spring Classics Fantasy League. Yes. Yeah. It will be through Velo Games. We're not coming up with the back end on our own, but we're going to create a league uh, within Velo Games and invite everybody that's out there listening to join. So that's going to be something really awesome. So, yeah, pay attention to Omloop and Kern Brussels Kern so you can see who's looking good and who's going to be on form. Because I would say, without a doubt, this is the most difficult and uh, uh, calculating mm. cycling fantasy league of any of the. It's way more intense than all the Grand Tours. And I'm really good at getting second in this one. Yeah, I'm terrible at the Spring Classics. I'm much better at the Grand Tours. Well, the Spring Classic is you. It's and you actually get to like play as like a coach and you swap players in and right. out. Did you ever play fantasy football? No. Oh. I yeah. played for a few years, so maybe I will say I'm a uh, good manager. It's not quite as complex as the uh, fantasy football <laughs> stuff and everything. <laughs> it's but, not. But the one thing is, is you've really got to remember that come the Arden, it's going to be a whole different bunch of guys. Yeah. Always be Valverde. Yeah, pretty much it's Valverde the entire time. <laughs> you got to have Valverde on your team, but you got to put him in cash. until the last couple races. You got to yeah. save some cash for Valverde yeah, at the that's end. Right. And you pretty much always got to be Saganing. Yeah, well, you know my rule. I always try and do it without Saganning, just for the just for the extra challenge. Is that your rule in the classics too? I know that's your rule in the Grand Tours. Yeah, I try and do. Well, hang on. Do I do it in the classics? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I've won two out of the three of the uh, classic season. I think I finished second last year, and won. Well, maybe I won it last year as well. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't well, know. We'll have to go back and look at the records. Uh, yes, we'll have to see what, what's in the records. But, uh, yeah, that's my one piece of sage advice is uh, don't forget you got to change your, your squad out for uh, for the Arden. So, guys, do we want to start talking about some uh, some more locally stuff? Yeah, I, I think... know some people have been waiting for it. Do we have anything else on the agenda with the international no, stuff? No, you know, there's you know, these, yeah, I'll call them these weird named races. and yeah. uh, there, yeah. was a, there was a pass. There was a TT on gravel. Oh, that we should talk about. That, that was cool. Yes. Was that intentionally on gravel? Was it they? There was construction right before, <laughs> and they had to switch routes. Was it no? Th- it was it was intentional, and uh, it was pretty interesting, like seeing some of the rider reactions to it uh, going out on their recons of it. I don't know if they knew it was going to be uh, on. It wasn't actually gravel. It was more like sand, but like hard packed sand. It's like a dirt. Like a hard-packed dirt road. Dirt road, but it was definitely a little um, loosey-goosey in some okay. of the corners. Uh, and it was long. I mean, it was like, I would say maybe half of the whole thing. It wasn't particularly long. 
maybe it was 18k or something like that but about half of it was on was on the dirt road so what race is this for so our listeners can look it up and watch it on That's steep hill the, or something? Uh, that was the last stage of the ruta del sol okay uh in uh andalusia in so Spain. did chris room win that one did not no he okay. actually um didn't look super strong it's probably just as well he didn't win it yeah it's probably well, poles almost won it and then he ended up finishing second to tim valens who looks really strong could be really strong in the classics too certainly somebody who can climb certainly somebody for the ardennes i think tim valens looking really really good uh showed he can pretty much do everything he can climb he's got a sprint and uh he rode a really strong tt at the end there and david de la cruz sky's new signing uh won the tt he looked really good so yeah i think there's some some interesting uh is that the race that uh, Miguel Angel Lopez did well in? No, that was the Tour of Oman. He uh, he won the climb on that. Kind of forgot about that guy, but keep your home. eyes out. You know, in the Grand Tours especially, that guy's got got something. Mm, so I, uh, before we move off road, we uh, were talking about a certain uh, Mr. Larry Warboss in that photo oh, we saw dude, of God. his uh, kit, yeah, which was pretty extraordinary. I, I feel a little funny inside and kind of <laughs> kind of guilty about the way that that photo moved me. I don't know. Yeah, he's looking pretty stylish Made there. me Made me question yeah. myself. Matt, were you thinking about maybe uh, becoming a U.S. citizen after seeing that? Uh, <laughs> Shot of Larry Warboss. He did. He did look pretty good in that kit. Um, Very superhero like, and because he had the white shoes and white socks, they were almost like boots. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Dude, and and you know me, I prefer I prefer the, white, I I prefer the, the socks. colored socks. No, uh, but that white that, socks. I mean, I, let me tell you, I, I, this I may be going out a little bit too far on a limb here. Okay, <laughs> all right. No, I like I, and I messaged you guys. I sent you that photo, and I said yeah. the the American champion kit. And anybody wearing it has never looked that good. I think that is. Yeah. I think that's a, an, an easy statement to make. Well, he looks like he's got a bit of a matinee idol look to him, yeah, huh? He's, I mean, yeah, Larry's he's a super a... handsome dude. That adds a lot to it for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I will even go a little further out on the limb and say I don't know that I've ever seen a a cyclist kitted up full kit. You know, the whole deal. Cycling shoes, socks, a kit, looking that good. That was a fantastic look. I mean, a classic. It was classic. It mm-hmm. was athletic. Mm. It was stylish. <laughs> um, you know, it was. Uh, it had everything. Now, I will say, he looked like he was wearing some Ray-Bans. He was wearing some non-cycling glasses, and he wasn't wearing a helmet. And his hair was, like, super quaff. So he did kind of have a little bit of a well, stylish no, model look to yeah, it. Well, here's the thing. I think that shot was actually from last season when their team was sponsored by Rafa Shoes and Eyewear. Oh. And I think those are Rafa's... Um, oh, that's Rafa City classic, Shades? Classic glasses. He's or the definitely city not shades. wearing cycling shoes. Uh, I pulled up the photo. It, it, this Wait. photo no, they're almost, white cycling shoes. He's wearing his... No, those are freaking trainers. Those are, those are like running this shoes. Is, this this, is, uh, like yeah, a, this is, in, is like a... He's in his sneakers there, but I think he's wearing his Rafa City uh, glasses in that shot. Anyway, I, I think, think that's last season. I'm not sure. Okay. Before well, we get uh, too, either way. too 
too much into the sartorial <laughs> amazement uh, of Larry Warbars. The the big thing to talk about is that Aqua Blue is not getting any wild cards. No love. No uh, love. So yeah. that's. I like think we, that's a we, real shame. Like we talked about, we're not going to see him at the tour. You know, yeah, last American Road Race champion to be in the tour was Mr. Hankapi. Uh, not going to be Larry this year. Not going to be in the Giro. That's shitty, too, because they had and, a great showing last year. Well, I don't understand what they... It must be have something to do with money. They got play. that invite to the Vuelta. They were in the break every day. They won a mountain stage win. You know, they, they, they rocked the Vuelta last year. And chances are, I think we're pretty sure now, they're not going to the Vuelta. Yeah, they're not going to get a, an, another invite because they're not the flavor of the month. It's like I think it's this problem for Pro Conti squads. Is well, they're starting the team, the starting the race in Israel and the Israel cycling. No, that's cycling the Giro. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were talking about the Giro. No, for the Vuelta. Oh, the like, Vuelta. The Vuelta sorry. that they did so well in last year. That that was the only Grand Tour they got to race last year, which was awesome that they got to do it. It was their first year as a team, right? But I think it's a real shame that you'd think on their result from last year they would automatically get invited back this year but then there's i think there's a new there's new spanish pro conti teams and so they're they're going to invite them instead you know and i think that kind of regional bias is a bit of a shame uh you know we see it in the tour that they invite french teams to the tour they invite italian teams to the giro well i mean they should do that but yeah there's got to be well they could come another way they could come rock the tour of california that's true. Tour of California, Tour of Britain. Yeah. You know, do some week-long uh, stage races. But, I mean, it's definitely, you know, for a team to get in the big show is a big deal, right? And Well, they'll be back. Hope so. So maybe we need to put on a race, a UCI race, and we'll, we'll invite them down here. <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? They, they can yeah. stay uh, at our, we'll put them up, host house off yeah. the blue. Um, so, right. yeah, local stuff. Let's do it. Local racing. Cue the Lambra theme song. Now that Matt's back. <laughs> um, so we had a race here in New Orleans on Sunday. Uh, final, cross- final cross race of the season. So is it the final cross race of the season, or is it the first cross race of the season? I'm going to call it the final race of the cross season. True, true. Okay. Mm. Yeah. First race of the year. Well, there was a race in Pensacola also this year. Last race. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So Last race of the cross season. So that thing that I said 30 seconds ago. Was correct. Was correct. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need to waste any time. That's right. It's yep. okay, man. Okay. It's all right. All right. All right. So... Roulet put on Mardi Cross for the third year in a row, mm-hmm. and this year at a new location for them, but not to us, the People's Avenue course. Yep. And it was a pretty good event. We had a really good turnout for February Cross. I think it was the biggest turnout for any of the three years of Mardi Cross. Going to have to say so, yeah. yeah. Big contingent from Pensacola again, so thanks to those guys for... Uh, they brought up the whole crew and yeah, more uh, on that more on that later i mean we'll be touching on that throughout because sure. they were a huge part of that race in all of the events and um you know just in the stoke from the day so yeah great venue our cyclocross practice venue out in gentilly the people's course uh i don't know Bodie, how you felt about it but it seemed like it was a, a hit with the neighborhood 
somebody posted on Facebook that some random person from the neighborhood posted something on their their neighborhood app oh, yeah? saying, hey, you know, shout out to these guys that are out there um, throwing a bike race on this former dump site then making something positive happen out there. This would be great for the neighborhood and really stoked to have them. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did see that, and it looked like there was someone else commenting below it. They mentioned Semi-Tough Cycling Club and Roulette. So someone uh, is in the know and got the names right. And right. if you are in the Gentilly next door neighborhood, like please go and comment on that and let people know what Cyclocross is and that we're we're here and we're trying to be a good steward of this plot of land. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the warm reception too yeah. to the neighborhood. And yeah. I think Wes um, had a nice event. I mean, it was uh, you know minimal minimal sort of impact. I mean, we had some music playing, but it was some tasteful Mardi Gras themed music, and you know people in the neighborhood seemed to like it and came out and you know sort of checked things out. We had uh, Charlie Thomas from Bike Law Louisiana who showed up with a bunch of hamburger meat and sausage and grilled some burgers and some folks from the neighborhood were coming over grabbing some burgers thought it was kind of yeah i mean charlie really brought the party Um, when he showed up with the tent and the grill and like four or five pounds of ground beef i was like all right well all right more on charlie later because i think we're going to talk about at the end of the show as we often do who won the podcast this week Uh and Mm. uh and i'm throwing charlie's name in the hat as a as a nominee he's a former guest on the podcast so he does have a connection uh so i'm throwing his name in the hat uh in addition to the to the three of us as nominees for who won the podcast but more on that later well speaking of winning uh townsend you you raced i raced in the bees race um I would normally, you know, at this point in the season and in my sort of, you know, career as a cross racer would would maybe have considered myself to be a mild sandbagger in the B's. I'm probably on the line between B's and A's, could race in either. Probably better suited in the B's for my skills, but you know, you always like to you always like to sandbag up or sandbag out of the, the of the Re- reverse sandbag oh, yeah. Yeah. neither of those work yeah right sorry, sorry. Yeah. reverse sandbag unsandbag <laughs> yeah uh D-ba- to d-bag you, you want to like d-bag to right? avoid sandbagging when you can is true what i mean to say i agree uh but when i looked at the start list for the bees race there were a bunch of uh much larger sandbaggers than I, so I decided <laughs> that I would uh, Shots fired. go ahead and jump in, and uh, that was the right move. It was a 30-minute race as opposed to a one-hour race. I don't have a ton of fitness right now. I spent the last week eating Cuban food and lying on the beach in Miami and sleeping late and not riding my bike, um, so I wasn't up for a long race. I definitely made well, the I'd right say- decision. I'd say you had a lot of fitness last week. A lot of fitness Cubano sandwich in your mouth. Oh, hey <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, you know, um, set it up like that. But, yeah, so I raced, uh, raced the B race. It was a ton of fun. There were like 25 people in that race. I mean, five of them were kids because we did the juniors race with us. Um, but it was, it was fast. I averaged 192 BPM, Ugh. so my heart rate for 30 minutes, Yikes. and maxed out at wow. 200. Uh, I was in third for about the first half of the race, um, and and threatening 
to pass for second. But Bodie, I don't know if you remember this. Maybe you just saw the look on my face. Maybe you could see, read it in my eyes and on my face that I was, you know, touching 200 BPMs in my heart rate as I came through the start finish and third one lap. You said, you know, ride within yourself. Yeah. You know, about 10 minutes in or so into that race. Um, and it was it was good advice. Um, I probably would have completely blown up and and not even been able to finish if I hadn't dialed it back just a touch. And uh, I ended up sprinting, uh, sprinting it out with one of the guys from Pensacola whose name I cannot remember now. I get some of those guys confused, but he and I sprinted it out for fifth place. And uh, and I just nipped him at the line. I think First it's time. James. James. Okay. Yeah. Big nice. big guy on a yeah. big guy on a bright pink bike. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice guy. Yeah. And uh, I did not realize how close he was to me until very late in that home stretch, and I just burned it up as much as I could. And I've never sprinted for a cross finish. I'm usually riding by myself. And, right. You know. And um, I came across the line, and I and I almost died. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. Um, there was, uh, you know, that early spring, late winter, early spring clover all over the ground, pretty deep clover, big mounds of clover. And it just so happened that where I pulled over was in this big patch of clover. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I just, you know, I just fell back and laid back in this thing, sort of trying to get a grip. And I guess Bodie, you were right there and came up and snapped a photo and and said as you snapped it and looked at it wow this might be the best photograph i've ever taken in my life and uh, <laughs> did i say that you did wow you said, i think i just took the best photo ever <laughs> uh, and, and i have to say i'm biased obviously because i'm the subject of the photo although it's not like it's a super flattering photo or anything it's me in the it's in, flattering if you're a if you're a cyclist flattering if you're a cyclist because yeah. it's like suffer suffer yeah, face yeah, right right yeah yeah um, so i'm i'm super super glad to have that memory yeah no that was that, good it was that memory captured yeah it was uh you guys are having fun and it was it was pretty warm and a lot of people came across the line uh pretty knackered um just like they usually do in those early season races we've had and it was a beautiful <laughs> winter day that was about 80 degrees. So before we get into the other races and just to close on that thought, you know, Bodie, I do want to give you a shout out. And I do also want to remind people that, you know, that, yeah, you ride as a podcast because you're listening to it right now, presumably. But if you don't know that, yeah, you ride is also a, a gallery of, of photographs that, that uh, Bodie takes uh, you guys should definitely go check out the Yeah You Ride Instagram. Um, obviously, not just to see this awesome photo that Bodie took at at um, Mardi Cross, but to take a look at the photos that he takes all around the country at bike races that he goes to uh, and 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 photographs them. It's great stuff, and we don't talk about it enough on this podcast. That Yeah You Ride started as as your cycling photo situation and and they're awesome photographs and people need to take a look and follow you on instagram so and, and on the website too there's full galleries on the yeah. website yeah well thank you yeah. um yeah i as as you killed over into the clover i ran over and i said don't move <laughs> snapped a photo and i was not thinking that you to were myself, likely yeah, of moving it. don't worry i'm not going anywhere anytime soon now and, we no. also had in that race, we had uh, Chris Reed in a hot dog costume throwing <laughs> Mardi Gras throws Plush at toys. folks. Yeah. yeah. He's had a garbage bag that he collected 
after yeah. Mardi Gras season. It was kind of like a real life video game. Yeah, and he was pegging riders. Uh, we also were trying to get riders to catch the plushies. Yeah. And some riders could catch them. Some riders could catch them and throw them back, which was pretty amazing because we were throwing at them on a slight little downhill. So they, you know, not everybody's going to go one-handed, but they did, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's that little slight little downhill where you uh, flatted right at the top of that and crashed into that gigantic steel telephone pole that Chris Reed was sitting next to throwing the plush toys. So it is definitely possible to lose it Mm. in that little section. Um, But yeah, that was super cool. It was like some kind of Super Mario Brothers, you know, like Mario Kart video game as you came down around that turn and then you turned into like some dude in a hot dog costume throwing plush toys at you. (laughs) Definitely a nice, a nice uh, added effect. Yeah. Awesome. For the race. Mardi Cross. It felt like a good... A good element to add, an obstacle. Love um, it. I don't. So who? So in the B race, uh, Ian Littner won. Um, I don't know who no, got. No, no. Daniel Swan won. Oh, that's right. Daniel Swan won. Ian Littner from Pensacola got second, and then some guy uh, named Jeff Wayland, I believe, from who... California. Nice guy. Just met him for the first time. He just moved to New Orleans, and uh, he's raced some cross in California, and he's here. Great. So we have a in new med school. So hopefully, we got uh, a new. You know, new guy showing up. Nice, nice. nice showed up. Podiums in his first race, so I guess good, he'll be back. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah. And then also shout out to Alex Cormier, our teammate uh, from Urban South, powered by Roulet. Alex finished fourth in that B race. Wow. All right. Yep. Got around me. Uh, I actually, I, I, I didn't talk about this a whole lot yesterday at the race, and I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys, but I crashed pretty hard. Um, but ironically enough in a giant slick patch of clover uh, not the same one that i later laid down in but uh in a different one uh, on the, the the racing line and i slipped as the clover kind of got worn down and matted down and real wet and slick i slipped on it and crashed pretty hard on my bad left shoulder mm. uh, and Al- alex was able to get around me um uh after that crash as i kind of collected myself and uh, bent my uh, shifter and had to kind of bang it out a little bit, and uh, but Alex got past me, and I, and I just uh, I didn't didn't have it to catch him, so he had a pretty strong ride. Yeah, um, and so shout out to him. So yeah, that was the that was the bees race. Uh, the women's race was the the next race. Big field, big women's field. I mean, it was great for a late season cross race. Bunch of women from Pensacola showed up. Yeah, um, Tiffany Landry showed up uh, from somewhere in Mississippi, right? Where she's from? I don't know exactly, but she's a Mississippi got a Mississippi license, uh, and uh, fairly predictably rode away from the field. I mean, she's been the the class of the women's cyclocross field in the races that she's entered. Um, pretty good battle for second and third between two Pensacola women, I think. No, so we we had uh, we had Macy Williams who was in second for a long time, and uh, and. Emily was in third. Yeah. And Leslie was right there. And our teammate Emma Scott were all sort of battling. Yeah, that for was your third. top five. Yeah. Yeah, they were all batting for third for a while. And uh, at one point, Leslie uh, went past Emily and dropped everybody else and came, rode up to Macy. And I think. I think she ended up passing her for second. Yeah, and got second. And Macy got third. Uh, Macy, I know, has been injured, so this is her first race back in a long time. So good to see her out there. And Leslie, uh, I think she just won a gravel race, uh, part of the uh, Mississippi Gravel Cup on Saturday. That's wow. right. Yeah. So she's on a bit of a tear. Good yeah. to see. Always like to have new faces um, in the scene. And 
I, I hope we see her all next season at Cross. Yeah, hope so. Hope this momentum carries through and that all these folks that came out will come back. And then in the A race, we... Uh, Let me tell we, you what, A race, yeah. I mean, Brandon Moravant. Yeah. Just showed up. I don't think the guy ever slowed down. No, he rode hard the entire time. Uh, anytime he could uh, put the power to the pedals in the straights, he certainly did. Never seemed to be cruising. No. Crushed it. Um, yeah, I mean, fast, just fast. I mean, you know, you can, you, it, 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 it always, I don't know how to, how to put this, but you know, you always feel like you're kind of riding fast. Yeah. No matter, you know, cause you're working so hard, but you know, there is a, there was a distinct difference between the way Brandon was riding to anybody else that was riding their bike that day. Yeah. You know, Brandon's a guy that I've, I've, we've ridden bikes with for a long time and I think he's kind of been injured and is coming back from a few uh, incidents. Um, I know he's a strong mountain biker, but we really haven't, we don't think we've ever seen him race cross. And no. he said to me that he got, he ordered his cross bike and didn't come until after the last race of Delta States. So it looked like he was trying to get into cross and just didn't have a bike. And hopefully we'll see him next year. Yeah. I mean, if he comes out and races, he's going to, and immediately be competitive in the oh, one yeah. two threes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he is in in cross right now because I know he hasn't done Should a whole be lot a three. of three. I believe he is a three. Yeah. Um, I made I made the comment kind of as a joke, but I said that's the first time I've seen NLBC on a cyclocross podium. Yes. And but I but and then I but then I looked to Charlie Thomas because I know Charlie Thomas you know used to rap NLBC and podiumed mm. as the cyclocross junior. So. Maybe he was, he was the Charlie was the cyclocross yeah. juniors champion. Yeah. So that, but NOBC it was good racer. to see someone from NOBC at a cross race. Right. In the, but in the five years that we've been putting yes. on cyclocross yeah. races, yeah. I don't know that anybody from NOB that, that there has been anyone in a NOBC kid. Maybe on the one or two, uh, not on the podium, but that, but we've had some races. We had a few of them racing, but yeah. So Randy good, good to see. Sure. Yeah. How could we forget Randy and his uh, penne? Yeah. Um, penne. Pennine. Pennine? Is that yeah. okay? <laughs> or Panini, as somebody called it. But uh, yeah, Pennine. Well, he had, a, he had a pretty bad crash. Uh, yes. And that put him out for a while. So, yes, just always good to see people in our area that we ride with try out cross. And I hope Brandon comes back next year, too, because we'd love to have him. So then we had uh, in second place. We don't have the results because they're not up on the website yet. We were doing uh, essentially uh, handwritten results in the race, and I guess uh, Randy's going to put them up on the Lambra site. But I believe Jason Nix was in no, second. No, so we had Brian Harrington. I mean Brian Harrington. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course Brian Harrington in second. Second, and then another Pensacola racer, Cody Cody Brook Brook in third third and it came down to a sprint between him and jason nix that's mm. right pretty pretty good race uh, i think kind of the last lap jason nix finally moved up pretty close and that last straight it was a full-on sprint and uh, i think cody just had him uh, he was cody was on the worn down beaten down dirt path and jason mm. was off in the grass the clover maybe slowed him down a little bit yeah um, in spite but, of a in spite of a massive hair throw right at the end of the uh, <laughs> at the end, sort of threw that threw that long hair out there. He still couldn't. Uh, you're not judged by the not judged wait, by what? your body parts. Wait, who? Wait, what are you talking about? Brian Harrington? <laughs> no, no. Oh, he no. got second, no problem. We're talking about Cody and Jason. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
No, All them Florida boys look alike, right? No, no, I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about the fun race. Uh, oh, that's where, right, Crazy where, Cross, yeah, Crazy Cross race where uh, Brian Harrington and I, Harrington and I were uh, mucking around and, and playing around on a in a faux sprint finish. That's right. Yes. So that's an interesting point, though. If your hair crosses the line, does that? Um, I think it's the. Would that count? I guess it's the Isn't first it the thing across the line, but I think it's the front of your bike. I'm yeah, sure I think it's, it's the, the bike, right? Yeah. It has so to be the bike. It's the tip right? of the front of the wheel. Otherwise, you, you could reach your arm out really far and your you arm just dive off it. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you crash, you can't just run across the finish line. You've got to take your bike. That's right. Mm. <laughs> you can't from it. So, um, but it's not like horse racing where you could win by a nose. You have to win by the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. As far as, as far as we know right now. Yeah. Um, and then then there was a full three lap crazy cross race. That I jumped into, yeah, and you had uh, <laughs> you had designs on on crushing that thing. You pretty much told everybody at the well. We, we first we had a conversation at the start line about whether we were gonna like you know WWF style just decide who was gonna win and how the race was gonna go and how it was all gonna play out before we even started. World Wildlife Fun style, uh, World Wrestling Federation. I believe it's the WWE now. Oh, WWE. Yeah. Well, see, I'm you know I'm showing my age. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but we decided against that. We decided we'd just uh, get out there and let it play itself out. Bodie, you announced prior to the uh, race start that you were going to just blow up. You were going to go out as hard as possible, try to get the whole shot and lead as much of the race as you could and just leave it all out on the course and blow up. And I guess you kind of did that, but you didn't blow up. <laughs> I believe my reputation precedes me. I never actually said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh you mean I was just channeling that? Yeah. I was just channeling I that vibe. I feel like vibe. maybe Wes said that. Um, so did you take the whole shot? I didn't, actually. No? Uh, I let I let Ian take it, um, or maybe he took it from me. <laughs> um, well, but, he was wearing a, a, a very um, delightful French maid's costume, mm. so... And a trouser uh, snake, and and with a yeah, with a with a uh, plush snake uh, coming out from underneath his uh, bike shorts. Wow! And the aforementioned French maid's costume. Okay. Uh, Harrington had his hair braided like Pippi Longstocking style, and was wearing some sort of a tube top, <laughs> and um, and a little some kind of a little mini skirt situation of some sort. Hmm. Um, what were you wearing, buddy? I was wearing the uh, my bunny hop the patriarchy T-shirt, okay, and bibs. Yeah, uh, all right. I was and gonna I, go helmetless, but I decided to put on a helmet for the kids. Mm. I was just wearing my skin suit. I yeah. hadn't planned on being in the crazy race, and I didn't think about costumes. So I think all cross races should be three laps. Yeah, because that's how long that one was, and uh, I you know was able to do three do twelve minutes yeah. of cyclocross. And Bodie finished third, <laughs> podiumed in the crazy race i did yeah we waited for everybody to get tired from racing some two races and uh then i decided to race nice handicap myself or themselves yeah so yeah great great day um i don't know before you know we've got some other lamber racing coming up but uh before we get to that let me just say because i think it's a good segue uh, Jason Nix asked me as we were all wrapping up and packing up the, packing up our respective vehicles and kind of, bless you, kind of breaking down the course. Um, Nix asked me who was the favorite to win the podcast this week. I mean, Bodie, you had gotten on the podium. Yeah, I got the, obviously I won. 
Uh, and, um, you know, I said it probably wasn't going to be me because I don't think a fifth place finish in the bees race, you know, even though I was the subject of a, of a, of a glorious photograph. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bodie, you took that photograph. True. So I think Two you, points for me. you get the points for the photo. You I also know. get points for the podium. Matt, I did discuss this with Nix. I mentioned to him that you were killing it and had like a 600 million TSS score for the week. <laughs> and, um, and that you'd really been putting in the work on the trainer and that maybe you would be the favorite to win the podcast because of all that hard work. But you, you're shaking your head and so was Jason Nix. He said, Mm-mm. no, you trained a race. Where's Matt? Where's Matt right now? Uh, Where he's not racing. Yeah, it's like you and Bodie raced. Yeah, Matt didn't race. You, I, tra- you, I trained too hard. You don't train to train. You train to race. I and, don't know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. So he, I'm just uh, training to train right now. Yeah, but well, well as, as, in terms of the in terms of winning the podcast, I think that 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 you took yourself out of the running by not showing up to Marty Cross. Fair and, enough. And 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 Jason Nix uh, agreed with that. Uh, so really, it's kind of between me and Bodie. Bodie's probably got more points than I do because of the photograph and the podium. But we've got this mystery entry this week that I'm proposing, the nomination of Charlie Thomas. Charlie shows up at Marty Cross with a tent, a grill. Mm. A drone. A, a drone. He was, fil- <laughs> he was, yeah, I didn't, we haven't even talked about that. A tent, a grill, about 15 pounds of hamburger meat. Bunch mm. of bunch of sausages. He was grilling burgers on the infield, giving burger hand ups during the race while droning, while flying a drone <laughs> and filming the race with the other hand. Yeah. He was basically doing a one handed drone and then burger flipping with the burger with flipping. The other uh, hand. That hand. burger hand up was what I was doing. Well, that was your idea because Charlie provided the burgers, but I did do a full burger hand up to Alex. Yep, mm. and I started the build a burger hand up. To Ian, but he only ended up. He only got to the lettuce. He got a lettuce, and then I uh, decided to make a burger for Alex, my teammate. Sorry, that sorry, Ian. I wanted to make a burger for my teammate. How do you do a build a burger? Like you've got to like how? Where are you going to store? You take it piece by piece. Piece Piece. Slap. Yeah, you got to eat it when I hand it up to you. Yeah, that was I was doing chip hand ups. People were catching I did a tomato hand up. Yeah. So yeah, Marty Cross was lit. I think I won the podcast. All right, Bodie, I'll give it to you. Yes. It's been a while. Well, I wasn't there for any of it, so. Uh, but I, honorable mention, honor, and a yes. strong honorable okay. mention. Yeah, I agree. To Charlie Thomas. Okay. And thank you, Charlie, for doing that. Yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. That was a whole lot of fun, and and really, complete. Yeah, you know, just ba- Charlie basically single handedly doubled the good times. I agree. Nice. All right. Well, and, so that's that's that, Ray. What's coming up next? Rouge um, Bay. Rouge Bay is coming up. Well, we've got one more uh, Mississippi Gravel Cup race. Uh, that's this next weekend. weekend. Also happens to be the same day as the newly uh, configured club ride. Okay. Going going, yeah. going back to the roots on the club ride. Um, mid mid city meetup. Oh, we're going. No, the roots. Well, I guess you know, back to back to the. We're old. not going to PJs. Well, right, not not the deep roots, but we're going. We're going to, to CCs. Back to some recent roots. Mid city meetup, ABC group. We're gonna, you know, be fast at the front. I'm gonna sit. <laughs> Technically I'm gonna, not mid city. Just gonna. <sighs> Esplanade Ridge, <laughs> Bayou St. John, Esplanade Ridge, strictly right there. I think. Okay. Yeah. It's like two and a half blocks Esplanade from Pagoda, Ridge. where we used to meet Esplanade up. Esplanade Ridge. Yes. 
Uh, so, and also uh, my wife, for anyone who's listening, who's in the New Orleans area and rides with the Semi-Tough Cycling Club and is going to come out to do the club ride, please come out this Saturday, leaving from CC's on Esplanade at 7.15, and we are going to ride, uh, hopefully out to the Yellow Store, and then back to my house uptown, where my wife is going to be waiting for us with uh, donuts and refreshments. So, please join. Yeah. Uh, but also this Saturday, and I know a number of people are going to be uh, skipping or missing my birthday ride and going instead up to um, uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi for the final installment of the Mississippi Gravel Cup. I don't know the specific name of this race. Um, That's the Batonia Burger. Burner. Burner. The Bentonia. <laughs> you got burgers on your mind. I do. I'm hungry for one right now. Yeah, the Bentonia mm. Burner. Yeah. Uh, so, again. In Batonia, Mississippi. Uh, definitely heard from a lot of people that went up to the race in uh, Starkville, Mississippi last weekend that it was an awesome event. And this is the final race of that series think it's been great so far and um just kudos to to jason Shearer and uh and crew for putting that event on but that's this weekend and then the next big race on the lambert calendar is rouge roubaix on march 10th yeah. yep saturday march saturday 10th. march 10th uh mm. guys we should talk more about that on the next episode yep um in terms of you know i'm looking around this room and i'm thinking to myself probably none of us are going to race that race. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. A lot of people are. Yep. It's the biggest race on the Lambert calendar. It's an epic race. It's a race that attracts people from around the country. It's a race that you've got to do at least once if you're a cyclist in this area. So if you are planning on doing it and are excited about it, you should be. Yes. Um, if you are on the fence and thinking whether you can or can't do it, you can and you should. Yep. And you will um, have a lifetime memory from doing that race even once. It's absolutely worth it. Uh, it is a quality event and highly recommend it. We'll talk more about it maybe in weeks to come. But that is, um, it's the crown jewel in the Lambert calendar and excited that it's, that it's happening. Yes. So... Other races happening, Townsend, you and I have been seriously considering and doing some work on, in addition to the Harbor Master Criterium, putting on a summer crit series on the lakefront. Yep. And we have been really trying to think, we're going to have limited time. We're going to do it on a weeknight, um, maybe a two-hour block, so you can't do a full schedule of races right we can probably squeeze in three races at yep. most three races you know, a 30 minute and two 40 minute races and so we're trying to figure out what categories we should offer mm. and we're kind of how we should group them yeah and yeah. for how long those categories should race and we're kind of th throwing out to our listeners um we'd like to hear what people want to do i mean we're entertaining the idea of sort of open A, open B, um, women's and masters are sort of the areas we're really thinking about. Um, trying to think how, how we put those all together. How the, where do the women want to race? How do they want to race? Um, where we, do the masters want to race? Yeah. How long do they want to race for? Who do they want to race with? I mean, let's face it. we got a big masters crowd here in New Orleans. A lot of yeah. those guys ride. Not a lot of them race, but I would like to 
try to attract some of those guys to racing, especially if it's on the lakefront and it's a weeknight and it's close to home. Uh, low entry fees. Low entry fees, yeah. So how- food, food trucks, entertainment, a fun evening. Um, you know, are, are are you guys into that? I mean, we talk about we talk about in the Lambra meetings and and as race promoters, we talk about you know that it would be something awesome to do for someone to have a summer evening crit series but you know is that something you know that you guys want to come out to you know give us a give us a hell yes or uh i don't know yeah let us know what you yeah, think cause, uh, cause... what categories you want to see uh, what you know what would you race uh, what would you like to race obviously we can't we can't honor everything but we're going to try and pick the we're going to try to organize a schedule that works the best for the most people um i i know that not everybody's going to have that the exact race category they want but it still would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And and the more feedback we get, the easier it's going to be for us to to respond to people's interests. So, so yeah. yeah, drop us a line at yeah, you ride, ride at gmail.com. Ooh, stereo. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, great stuff. And just so you guys know, that's not a pipe dream. We've looked into this. We've talked to the powers that be. We've talked about what it would take to block the road. You know, so this is not going to be some fly-by-night, you know, show up and, and, you know, throw some money in the hat. This is going to be an actual sanctioned race that we're talking about. Yeah, exciting. Upgrade points, you know, et cetera. Mm. Um, Maybe even a championship jersey for the series championship. Yeah, we're looking into some sort of leader's jersey and uh, maybe doing like a four-race series. So maybe we'll talk to our friends at Roulet and we'll figure out a way to get a special kit. Uh, who knows? We're, we're, there's a lot of ideas we're throwing around, but we're I would say we're about like 75% sure this is going to happen. Yeah. Great. Also, Hobmaster is going to be what, April? Third weekend in April. Yeah. April 22nd uh, is the date at the mall. Um, Townsend, you and I have a lot of work to do, like starting now. Yeah, we might have to quit this podcast to uh, become (laughs) full-time race promoters here. (laughs) But uh, I think everything is looking good for that. So, yeah, look forward to that, folks. All right. Awesome. Did we make it through the agenda? I I think we did. Um, There's some other stuff. Maybe we'll punt to next week. But I think we've uh, chatted for quite a bit. Um, so, you know, let's, let's, let's wrap up the show. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, concern, you can definitely hit us up at yeah, at gmail.com. You can also go into iTunes and uh, rate us review. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, that helps us get the podcast out in the world. Um, we've been threatening. We just continue to threaten to have actual guests on the show. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to happen soon. I think we've got to actually some good people that we can talk to locally. Yep. Um, that aren't just our buddies when we like talking to our buddies, but maybe some folks who aren't in the area want to talk to someone with a little more national presence. Yep. So we're going to do that soon. Um, you guys want to sign us out? Sure. I'll start it off. This is the T-Bone signing off saying, I may be old, but my heart still beats like a baby hummingbird. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a cheerio saying, I guess if I want to win the podcast, I'm going to have to show up to a race at some point. And this is the bodybuilding saying, yes, Matt, I agree with you. Um, and I guess I might have to start shaving my legs so we can race Ooh. each other at a race that has our categories together. All so right. Don't know what that is. Maybe I'll downgrade to Rouge four and race 
the TT with you. Or I could do the Rouge Bay. Good night. Sorry, that was uh, so entertaining for you, buddy.